story so far. Lynn's arrived in New York and the romance is starting with Claude. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh. I know. Leo has uh, been picketing outside the marshland and the wildlife reserve that Ken Masters wants to tarmac and has been beaten up. No. And what else? What else has happened, Rob? Uh, I think that's cool. <laughs> so much has happened. So much has happened that we can <laughs> we can barely contain our enthusiasm Excitement. for it. Anyway, I'm Jonathan and I'm Rob. Together we are Antique Dust. Woo! Woo! And we are following the glorious, glorious Yossi drama that is Howard's Woo. was first broadcast on the 12th of October 1986. Wow. Gosh. And it feels so modern. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so, what does IMDb say about this week's episode, Rob? So, Jonathan, <laughs> IMDb says... Leo, in hospital, finds himself facing criminal charges. <gasps> Jack sees a familiar face tending bar at the Jolly Sailor. Mm. Frere threatens Ken... Polly and Abby disagree about the best way to proceed with the court case. Oren's father, Robert Hudson, arrives in Tarrant with plans to make trouble if Abby refuses to marry his son. Wyndham tells Abby he may have proof of Ken's bribery. Robert issues a threat against Abby. Jan meets with the bank. Avril gives an impassioned speech to the disgruntled workers at the Mermaid Yard. Tom welcomes Lynn home. Polly confronts Leo and reveals something about Ken. Abby and Leo offer Ken a choice, but Frere refuses it and leaves Ken as the fall man. Abby faces an impossible choice. Jan reminds Ken that he's learned a very expensive lesson. The catamaran is christened, and Polly has a trump card to play with Frere. So this episode, thrill wow. a minute, thrill wow. a minute. Oh my god, it was fabulous! Oh, right. So we will right. follow the Lynn storyline. Okay. <laughs> so Lynn has arrived in hashtag New, New York. York. Inverted, bro- inverted, inverted commas outside New York. Uh, so Lynn is now leaving New York mm-hmm. on what looks like uh, a cruise liner, maybe s- the QE2. Well, the same t- I, I suspect the stock footage is of the QE2. Is of the QE2. I- However. <laughs> However, is the barracuda being towed behind it? <laughs> well, one can only assume. One can only assume. 
So, yeah, so we have some stock footage of the QE2, and then, then, then we have some, some some shots which look like the Isle of Wight ferry. Yeah. It looks somewhat windswept and not very glamorous. Yeah, I was half expecting to see Kate O'Mara in a, in a, <laughs> in a bikini. <laughs> but Kate, Kate, got, Kate arrives in series five, not, not series yeah. two. So, um, yeah, so she's yeah. looking very glamorous uh, yes. in this very sparkly one-piece sort of swimsuit, which is very cleavage-driven. Yes, very uh, cleavage-friendly. And uh, they're obviously, the, the romance is starting to blossom between her and Claude. Yeah. Oh. Aww. And then, so we have a few scenes on the boat. Yeah, on the QE2. So, frankly, <laughs> frankly, if I'd been Cunard, I'd sued. <laughs> Because there's From, this, there's like a strictly come dancing sort of montage, a sparkly <laughs> curtain. I was just, which, it was where, terrible. Which, where, where Lynn's table with with this this, this lamp, which has got a cord a running cord. from it, it just looks health and safety hazard. Yeah, there's more pound stretchers than M and You've got a range of pensioners that look like they're at tea darts rather than the glamorous yeah. glitter. No, that that bit I can believe. <laughs> well, yeah, but it does. It, it is. It looked like a very, very dull sort yeah. of tea, afternoon tea it dance. Absolutely nothing like a luxury transatlantic liner. No. <laughs> We've seen the Poseidon Adventures. I think even Kelly Winter. Was it Kelly? No, Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters would have, would have been swimming for, for dear life away from it, even yeah. if before it sunk. <laughs> so, so they arrive in um, Southampton with the with the boat and get picked up, and it's lots of. Press and it's paparazzi, paparazzi, and Papa. I uh, say Tom's there, uh, Jan's there, and there's lots of PR and press. And yeah, finally, yes. So finally, the Relton Marine PR yeah. outfit gets cranked into in, into <laughs> gear. Into gear, so because they've done absolutely too little, all else. too late, really. <laughs> yes, it's a short. I'm, I'm very disappointed with Avril. She's supposed to be some kind of. She's meant to be on the board. She's only working part time. Maybe, maybe she was too busy doing an audit of the stationery cupboard maybe. at Relton Marine, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, so I, I think that the Lynn Claude thing is sort of motoring along quite nicely. Sort of, uh, which is well, it's, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it it feels really really nice. Yeah. But don't the, get don't get too. Um, I'm not getting too attached. With that. And. Uh, then we have the storyline with Leo. Yes. It's looking, it, so Leo got it, punched and has ended up in hospital. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's sake, I mean, obviously that this wasn't and a bad shortage. stripy gym jams. Yes. <laughs> so, so obviously the Howard's Way crew took over a hospital and obviously there wasn't many people sick that day when, when they were doing it. Cause it in fairness, that all looked like it was on very location. We have to talk about the... The, the camera angles there was lots yeah. of zooming in and out it was just like yes there this was... did not feel like howard's way what's yeah, happened Tris, here tristan devere cole who directed this episode um clearly adopted a more avant-garde approach than some of the other howard's way directors so we did have quite a bit of 
innovative camera work going on. Sometimes it works, sometimes it's it less successful. But <laughs> so, on so, the whole, I thought this was a pretty good effort. It, it was a very good effort. I, however, it, uh, it, it did feel as though the, the actors were sort of feeling as though they should be ducking when the cameras are sweeping by. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I think there was a couple of moments with, uh, with Jan in her... Love so, those nostrils. <laughs> loving those nostrils with the, with the, the shoulder pads. She was wearing this pink power suit, uh, bright neon. Or yeah, is it, it Nina was... Mishkoff? She used to. She, she's well known for wearing that that style of pink. Well, that with... shade of pink. <laughs> so it's like fuchsia. It's a, it's nasty it's fuchsia. neon. Is it fuchsia? <laughs> so yeah. So the storyline with Leo, he's been punched up. It becomes apparent that, uh, and it becomes known that uh, Ken Masters was behind the said punch up Boo. because he phoned a bo- uh, someone from his old school days his old school days <laughs> so, in in the east end, east end. <laughs> so um so jan's not very happy leo yeah. leo's got a big black eye but now he's even more i'm gonna get I, i'm gonna go to court yeah, so he's 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 being um uh uh taken to court and apparently abby is as well not entirely sure what for it seems a little bit unlikely. Yeah, given, just, given there's plenty of witnesses. <laughs> considering it was, yeah, it, it does it, feel a little bit unlikely. Yeah, it just, yeah. Just, I mean, I think now, I think because it is what is it, thirty four years old. I think maybe we're we're probably a little bit more queued up with things like this. Yeah, very, very clearly because we can quite readily see the nonsense that. Um, M- m- might not have been so widely known. Yeah, yeah, it might it might have been more believable in 1986 that that uh, a, a peaceful a peaceful gang of picketers is set upon by rent a mob, and then they get yeah, it just doesn't doesn't yeah, does, it, doesn't scan. No, so but it, it's so they, so Leo's getting very right on. Abby's getting very sort of right on. And Abby's looking really good. I mean, she's she's she seems to have been a bit more styled and coiffured in, in sort of in this episode. What this, I miss the, her dungarees. <laughs> I miss those big those big chunky sweaters, sweat, yeah. oversized sweaters, where they're moping around, going, "Oh, it's not fair!" Like Kevin the teenager. Um, so it just feels a little bit sort of wedged in that plot line with the sort of eco warriors. And it's just well, if it goes to Crown Court, then the Earth Watch or Earth Guard or whatever they're called, they'll pay for the barrister cost. And it's uh, and and Polly's there saying, "Oh well, just plead guilty, get a slap on the wrist, get told you're naughty, and then go away." And they're going, "No, we're not doing this." Well, they 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 have a point to make, and they get more publicity that way. Yeah, so um, so it just feels a bit. And then it leads on to the Abbey storyline with William, who we haven't actually seen. <laughs> well, we don't need to see. It's the quietest the, baby ever. Or the maybe baby doesn't need Polly's to be got a really per- big house. Yeah, but Polly's got a really big house. It's got a wing to itself. With, <laughs> Soundproofed. With the, with the nanny. <laughs> oh, we do see a member of staff with uh, 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 Polly. So she does have staff. Because someone serves tea. Apparently. Yes, I mean, I thought so. <laughs> she might have just been hired for the day. <laughs> Maybe. An agency. <laughs> but is it, the storyline, that the, the, the Leo Abbey storyline, the romance doesn't seem to be there. They seem to have sort of 
forgotten about the few furtive kisses they had it had and that sort of thing because Leo seems to have stepped back. Oren still is offering the proposal. Yeah, well, yeah Oren's hanging about like a bad smell, really. But Oren, in fairness, Oren's been really nice. And it does look like that Abby and Oren have had shared experiences. And well, at least one of them resulted yeah, yeah, in, a, in, a baby. in a baby. But, but it's like, Oren does seem cultured. He seems intelligent. He plays the piano. He seems, plays the piano. He's into art and all that sort of thing. He comes from money things. And he seems quite sensitive. It's like Leo... But with a bigger budget and yeah. better hair. Yeah. I mean, Leo's hair throughout the series does get much better. But it's, do you just think, hmm, yeah, I mean, I quite like Oren. But I think, isn't, isn't Oren sort of like the the, the sophisticated version of, of, Leo. of Leo? Yeah, he's, 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 he's groomed, he's preferred, um, where, uh, and well, then again, Leo is very sensitive and he's, his his moral compass is good, and and you get a feeling that Orin's moral compass is very good, even though he's been brought up with like Ken Masters style parenting with regards with to the horrible father. Yeah, well, we meet the father who looks a bit like J D. Hogg from Dukes of Hazard, uh, and talks a little bit like him. I was kept kept looking around for Rasco P. Coltrane, you know, the sidekick for J D. Hogg. <laughs> so. I'm looking for the, the major. The, the, what was the name of the the car? The general. The general, general Lee, Lee. <laughs> so, whizzing around in the background, <laughs> going over ditches and things. So yeah, it it just it he's arrived. Um, Orin's dad's arrived, and he's saying, "Well, you, you got to marry, um, or we're we're going to go for custody of the child, and we'll say we'll fight you through the courts." And I'm thinking, well, well what sort of yeah, so, that again. Again, that, that seems feels really a little bit unlike. It comes apparent that the faux person from social services or whatever that arrived in last week's episode was a private investigator sent by sort of Orin's father yeah. to investigate s- such matters. And ugh. it's just that's a bit of a nonsense plot. But it I'm, is. It, and also, it seems really weird. Well, in fairness, we haven't seen much of William, so and obviously. <laughs> Abby. It seems like Abby's down down protesting with her sort of making bovril in, yeah. in thermos flasks yeah. and things like that. So so this whole storyline concludes with Abby's choice. Yeah, Abby's choice. Yeah, so yeah she's offered two hundred thousand dollars to to sell to the, give baby. Up the baby. And she, said, and she no, goes, she, "All right then." I keep. Well, she says, "Keep the money. You can take the baby. Let's have the baby. Have the baby." It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. What? what? That, I, I'm sorry, but I, in fact, I, Polly wasn't going. Oh no! Or I think she's going. Oh no! Don't no, keep the money. Keep the money. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced by that. No, and she. And in fairness, Abby does. What I say? It, there's. It's all quite a civilized conversation, but with Mr. Hudson being a bit gruff and saying, "Well, are you going to marry him?" And she says, "No," and that was her decision. And that's when she said, you can take William. Oh, it's I mean, I think she's probably thinking best for William. And also thinking about her ulterior motives as well. With Which are? Well, I don't think she really wanted a baby. I mean, she was going to a, she was going to, to a ball, wasn't she? So, um, so it's, you just feel maybe motherhood's not really for her. But, well, maybe postnatal depression, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Postpartum blues. Maybe. Um, but 
it it just feels a little it it does veer from some drama from business drama into so i mean i think even you said it's it it, it veered into soap opera well even i said that yeah well I, i'm more likely to say that than you are to yeah. be fair all right it was very soap opera it was very soap opera very uh, soap. yeah it it just seems a bit all, all very nonsensey and i it just doesn't feel... Anyway, let's not dwell on the negative. On the negative. Let's go on the positive. Let's All right, let's go back to Ken Masters. Ken oh. Masters. The Ken storyline. Ken Masters has had his comeuppance. Massively. He, he's been out-businessed by business bollocks by yep. Charles Freire. And uh, he's, he's realised he's gone down far too far down the, the rabbit hole and he can't reverse back out. Yep. And it's all he's gonna, in trouble. It's going to come back to bite him on the ass. So now he wants out of the sort of marine development, um, and basically Charles Freer offers to buy him out for two hundred and fifty thousand, which is a hell of a lot of money. It's a hell of a lot of money, but he's he's up to his neck, and yeah, he's, they've he, got he's, like a million. He's, he said it's, over he's, a million. He's, he's in he's in for it for a million, but I don't know. What, cause, but last week it was up to one point six million, but maybe that was for the additional money for development. Money, you know, seed money for he, development. He might, he might not have handed all that money over, so he might still have some, yeah, some cash. So, so yeah, so he's been out business by Charles Freire, which basically, I think that, that we knew that was going to come. Yes, because it, yeah, because Ken tried to play with the big boys and. It and was he really doesn't he have the, the nose for it. And in fairness, Charles Freire has got what he wanted. He's sort of char- sort of Ken has been the the foil who's going to get the who's, who's he's going to carry the can yeah he'll carry the can yeah i don't think yep yeah, we saw that coming and that's fine and i'm happy with that so, yeah so it's, no, <laughs> you're happy with that i'm happy with that. you're satisfied with that I, um, I'm sat- i mean that, that's quite a nice rounded satisfaction sort of thing and Jan is aware that it was ken behind leo yeah. being beaten up and yeah. that seems to be i'm not entirely certain how how that became public knowledge. I might have tuned out at that point in the episode. But. Well, they have a conversation with him in the office and they, Ken admits that it was his guys from school that went round to, 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 to sort of break up the protest and it went too far. And then it becomes the Jan puts two and two together. But, she's st- but then we have a scene after that with Jan in Piri Blue selling someone this... <laughs> Absolutely god Lovely awful. frock. Yellow. It looked like a sofa with gathered in the wrong direction. Yeah, gathered at the crotch. <laughs> gathered at the crotch, which is never really a no, very that's, good that's, that's a Claude Dupont original. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're selling like hot cakes. No, you'd be working at Greg's if it was that way. <laughs> yeah, no, they sound like sausage rolls. <laughs> yeah, the vegetarian sausage rolls, which they're are now flying off, Iceland. Flying now. off the shelf. <laughs> So, yeah, but so uh, after the scene where it f- becomes apparent that Ken has was instrumental between Leo getting bashed, they have another scene in Perry Plu. Perry Plu. And it seems to, there's, there's like the, the fashion, fashion piece. But I think this is going, this is putting the, starting the wedge between Ken and Jan. Yeah, well, it's, if you're paying hired thugs to beat up your son... You know, you're. It's it's kind of hard to walk back from from that in terms of a romantic relationship. Mm, I mean, that is a bit difficult. As well as that, when he's being playing 
silly beggars around the funding for the the salon the, or the, whatever the, the, the Salinista, house of howard the house of howard with uh claude dupont um so <laughs> yeah it's just it, it i mean th- there's some really really good visuals in in this and i think polly has more outfit changes than jan in this episode well i, I wasn't counting i, I mean the, it, we, we, but she does have a lots of frocks we do have a lot of polly in this episode which is a lot really, of frockage a, a lot of frockage and we have lots of withering looks which is really really quite quite glorious and yes it's it, it is so the whole polly polly circling around she's sort of like being mother hen with regards to trying to marry off Abby into wealthier family. And and you can see her motivations. And also she's she's looking out for Abby, her social standing, and sort of Abby's conveniently sort of helping. So she is in the crossfire, um, but she's trying to pave the way to smooth things over for Abby. And I, I didn't realise in this episode that this this is when when Polly announces that Abby is Charles Freer's daughter. Well, I thought it was. I thought it was much later on. No, in, it was in this episode. It, I know it was in this episode, but I, I mean, I, I always remember because they had more of a relationship further into the well, series. D- yeah, but they develop the relationship once once Abby knows that um, Charles is her biological father. father and then tries to set well spoiler sweetie we yeah so we don't want to, we don't want to spoil it we're not going to spoil, spoil it, it for anyone um i say and there was a it was a, it was a bit of a nod in this episode as well with regards to horse racing um there's been horse racing in every uh, yeah, episode there's, there's, uh, but there was it just felt as though the trainer was was being thought about at this stage because the horses do seem to be mentioned a little bit yeah but i i'm not i'm not convinced because there's been horses in the show since the very start so but what came first the chicken or the egg yes yeah so and then also we have a very exciting arrival in this episode do we dawn Dawn's back. Dawn. Oh, how I love Dawn. Dawn as a character is brilliant. So we see Dawn. She's working at the Jolly Sailor as a barmaid. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. And they have a bit of a meet cute with Jack, which we didn't see that coming. No. <laughs> that is the most, the, the most <laughs> sort of silly pairing. Yeah. So, so Jack can develop a, a relationship with a much younger woman. But he's not allowed to develop a relationship with an older woman. Yeah, about mm. ten years, ten, ten years his senior to someone mm. who's. In fairness, Dawn is. I think she is, although apparently meant to be similar age to to Avril. I think she's. I think Dawn's much younger than Avril. Well, I think. Um, I think some of the as we as we will discover as as we move through the later series. Uh, Avril's age because a bone of contention, really, isn't it? <laughs> she uses a benchmark with a few characters, which yeah. you think. I'll just say Laura Wilde and leave, <laughs> and leave it at that. <laughs> we shall have lots to say about that in so, future episodes. Yeah, so so we have Dawn and we have Jack, and Jack is smitten. Push just, 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 
the, the chemistry between Dawn and Jack is just like non-existent. No, it's just it's just nonsense. It really, it just, it's, it re- it's really it's just nonsense. It really is. It's as though Jack read the page and said, "What?" It was just <laughs> no, it's just totally plucked out of the air. And then and then inviting her to launch the catamaran. Yeah. So then then that then sets up a conflict between the two the two women. Actually, no, the three women in Jack's life. Which is Avril, Kate, uh, Kate and Dawn. And Dawn. So. Oh, tussling over who gets to launch the catamaran. Yeah, so... The Lynette. Yeah, so Dawn sort of latches on to Jack and that's sort of we have various scenes of, of them of in Jack the spending casino. spending money. Sending money around Dawn and Dawn tottering over to the to the mermaid yard in her heels, looking very ill at ease around the, around the mermaid yard. Yes. Uh, I, the catamaran seems to have been built really quickly from like, from, yeah, again, from a the, prototype to like, again the passage of the passage of time. It's just is amazing. extraordinary, really. <laughs> so never, never, never quite sure exactly what's go, what's going on there. <laughs> I mean, I don't, oh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have, so we have the launching of the, the Lynette, um, which Kate, Kate sort of launches with, with, in a very queen states lady sort of fashion, which is quite yes, lovely. You have to, you, have to you, you can rely on Kate to, <clears throat> to bring a certain elegance to any, any social gathering. Because Jack offers, says, oh, Dawn can launch it. And that, but say Avril steps in and says, oh, we've already arranged for Kate to do it. And Dawn says, well, I'm sure there'll be other boats. Plenty, many boats. Many, many, many boats. Many, some of them won't sink. <laughs> yes, so the Lynette. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so the episode, it, it did, it was, it was, Wildly entertaining. Not a huge amount happened. We have Ken Masters that is sort of has been out business by Charles Freire. Um, we have and the, they have a they have a very long conversation on the staircase that leads down to the foyer <laughs> of the BBC Pebble, Pebble Mill, Mill Studios, <laughs> yes. which is very the, very recognisable. Which is now the Pebble Mill car park. No, it's I with, think with, it's with the Howard's Way trifle buried, buried in a deep archive, yeah. <laughs> buried in a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, so it it did it did feel it was like we've got Lynn that sits on the uh, <laughs> the Isle of Wight ferry, pretending it's a QE two. Yeah. <laughs> Not convinced <laughs> not by that. Convinced. Not convinced. <laughs> and then we have we have they, they used the budget on that. I wonder how many times that to go backwards and forwards on the, the Isle of Wight ferry. Um, then we had yeah. So we we had business, business, business. So so Ken's been out freed, and then we have a bit of nonsense around a board table with Abby and Leo, and. Talking about going to court and blah blah blah, yeah. and accusations going forward, and we've got proof that money's changed hands. And yeah, so so the the journalist, the the local investigative journalist, he reveals that he has his evidence of Ken bribing the planning committee, and that's when Ken wants to get out of the deal. But yeah, so he loses a lot of money from using his skullduggery, which ultimately that's what Charles wanted. Yep. And just that, and Ken played into that like I don't know what. 
which you'd have thought Hurricane. he's a bit more streetwise. I mean, but it's don't, yeah. Um, but Gerald really, really, you see a little bit of a proud Gerald moment in, in and it was a really nice scene between Gerald and Abby in the car where Gerald is actually supporting Abby. Yay. And there seems to be a very, it's like, a, it's one of those, those nice sensitive scenes. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. That's where Howard's way excels, is in those quiet, intimate Intimate moments. scenes, and that's what works really well. And also, it worked incredibly well with Polly and Charles Freer. When Polly's having a meeting looking very Joan Collins-esque with the big hat at an angle, uh, and stylized outfit with handbag and jewellery and everything and saying you're very stubborn she's very stubborn just like, like her father just like her father <laughs> Ger- <laughs> gerald's not that stubborn mm, no but like her father because you are her father so it's this <gasps> and that's it's, when it, it's it, almost like this it was like the star wars moment yeah. abby i am your, your father, father. <laughs> <sighs> so we have that so there's it it, it mims it quite nicely and it was wildly entertaining um there was a moment with avril trying to quieten the troops where the the, the sort of the the yard workers are sort of getting a bit like well we're not being paid enough attention well yeah. for christ's sake you're you're churning out boats which are marketable and avril has to ha- give them a home truth say while i've been, before tom started in this in, in this boatyard there's been times when I've written out your your notice in your cards and that sort of sort of quietens them down. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what they were moaning about. No, I don't. It just it just it felt say Bill was sort of like the sort of trying to calm them down. But I don't know how they all got together in the first place. They got all riled riled up because the bosses aren't bossing them around. They were like, well, the bosses what? aren't around. Because you're doing the work. They're going out and bringing the business in. I mean, surely they've, they've seen that. So, I didn't I didn't realise that boat builders were so precious that they required constant hand-holding and I mean, previously all heads they were doing, being stroked. All they were doing is repair jobs and they're trying not to touch motorboats that blow up. That, that, that storyline. Well, we've never heard of that again. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that storyline. Dun dun dun. So yeah, uh, so Avril obviously showing her sort of passion. We don't see anything more of David Lloyd. I'm not sure if we see any more of David Lloyd because in last week's episode, David Lloyd was told in no uncertain terms that it was just a business relationship, business friendship, rather than a friendship friendship from Avril. there's no romance there. and there was a scene with avril and tom in bed together yeah so they're they're still getting jiggy, bumping, jiggy with it bumping uglies but it yeah it it it, it, it felt a bit distant because they're i think i think the way they've they've introduced it they are going further apart yeah um because in the bed they were either side either end of the bed where in previous scenes, they've been closer sort of together, closer and in each other's arms and things. Mm. So I think they're, they're so they're distancing. They, they is they are distancing, and as, as indeed is Ken and Jan. Yes. So and yeah, it's but I think that's because Ken's actions, and and I think the moment Ken actually says, "I'm not going to be investing in House of Howard," well, he's broke now. 
Yeah, he's, he's got he's, no money. He's got no money. He's on his uppers. Um, and we've got Dawn that is sniffing around Jack or moved pretty much moved in with Jack. Um, well, it's convenient for work because you've got the mermaid well, just, jar. Yeah. We've got a Jack's place, and then we've got right the, next jolly, to the jolly sailor. Jolly so sailor it's, so. it's quite convenient, really. <laughs> that is really, really quite convenient. We don't see enough of of Kate apart from her withering line to, to Dawn and and Jack. Yeah. Well, you can't have everybody in every episode. But we did. We, it was a very Polly Rich episode, which yes. I really, really. So love. We, we've had previously. We've, we've we've had some Kate. Kate heavy and Polly light episodes, so this is a Polly heavy. The pendulum swings. Or I think we're probably going to see a bit more of Polly because this whole storyline is is revving up and raring to go. I think we have. I think it's in this series where Gerald disappears. I think it's in this series. Gerald disappears. I know. He has a bit of a A meltdown, an an emotion time. Yeah. Um, Which is which again is very very good. Um, so, but yeah, I, I say from last week's episode, which I was a little bit uh, about this week's episode, brilliant, loved it, glossy. Y- yep, you say that, but we don't really have an awful lot to say about this the, this episode. No, because it's 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 moments. Uh, they, it was it was focusing in on the on, on the relationship between. Polly, Orin, and that situation. It looks like they're trying to wrap that up quite quickly because they're bored of it now. Um, you haven't got much. Well, the Hudsons are going to be whipping William off back to America, America very soon. Um, so they're wrapping that up because now Abby has said, "No, I'm not going to marry you." So that's and yes, you can have the baby. Yes, bye, bye. <laughs> right. I'm off to go and burn my bra down there, down at the wildlife sanctuary. <laughs> um, um, and um, we've got sort of Lynn's relationship or romance with with Claude sort of developing quite nicely, but it it it, it this it just moted on really yeah. nice. So, was, so was, there weren't any really apart from apart from the the final denouement of revealing Abby's Abby's parentage. That there weren't really very many. Big dramatic set pieces. In no, it was episode. it was as though they were they were wrapping up. It was all because quite... it, it was it was wrapping up the Orin storyline. It's wrapping up the Ken Masters and Charles Fair business bollocks with the wildlife preserve. So I, we're probably not going to hear a great deal of that from now on because it's just business things. So Charles Fair's got the plan permission for it, so he can he can get, build his marina. He can get going on it whenever he wants. Um, and we've got the start of the relationship with with um, with Lynn and Claude, and that's pretty much it. There was no new stories being introduced. We have got the launch of the Lynette. Yeah. So, so the, the what was I guess what was dropped into this episode? We've got the yeah, we've got the Lynette being launched, um, and we've already had the warning the warning sounds around the Lynette from Bill in the previous. The whole weight distribution that the, is the is the thing me Bob strong enough to support the doodah or whatever that yeah. was. Um, <laughs> Boat bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> so. And of course we've got Abby's Abby's father. So a couple of couple of meaty future storylines being mm. introduced into but, the, but this I mean, episode. I think this but is it's like a a tra- it's a little bit transitional. Yeah. Moving from from one 
one set of storylines to another. Well, I suppose it is episode seven, so it's mid-season, isn't it? So they're yeah. wrapping up one lot to 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 drop in. Yep. So they're gearing the up, gearing up for the 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 season finale, <sighs> if you like. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Oh, we know what that is. Oh, oh. that's very good. Oh. Yes. Speaking of which, we are drinking our tea out of our Relta Marine yes. mugs, and I have asked Rob to bring up a Lynette, a limited edition Lynette. A limited edition. <laughs> a Lynette mug. A Lynette yes. mug. It's only, a limited, it's only going to be available on a limited time basis. You can have a look at our antiquedust.co.uk shop. <laughs> so... But we do seem to be getting sort of uh, quite a lot of people purchasing our Howard's Way merch. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're they're flying off the shelf like Claude Dupont originals. Yes, Claude. <laughs> so, and all nicely gathered at the crotch. Yeah, so we are having sort of we are really really enjoying Howard's Way, and it is quite delicious. We are also exciting what? exciting news. We Ooh. are dusting down the antique dust, dusting down of Bergerac series four. Yes, so our back catalogue of Bergerac is series one to three. three. Now we move on to the controversial <laughs> stage of Bergerac season season four series. Series, series four. So we are doing. We, we will be. We're not going to be doing um, sort of a, a tweet along with that. Oh goodness, that's me no. purely for Howard's way, um, for the glorious, glorious Howard's way. But we are relaunching. We are Bergerac. We are relaunching the Bergerac, Bergerac podcast, and we have um, in one of the episodes we are going to be having uh, Lovejoy actually. Um, the girls from Lovejoy actually podcast um, coming to join us for a glorious episode, and we may have. Uh, a couple of other people to join in on the Bergerac. What, we're having collabs? Um, having collabs. Oh, I love a good collab, oh, me. Yes. So, um, but what we'll be doing with Bergerac will be sort of sort of download, we'll be re-recording them and then we'll be just doing, we'll blitz it sort of like one one, one a day for midweek. So if you're going to work or what have you, you can just tune in. And yeah, we're not doing one a day. Just like, let's be well, clear, no, we'll, we're not we'll, doing we'll one a day. We'll be launching it one a day. <laughs> So no, we're not, one, we're not, one, one after another, we'll pre-record the whole series. We're doing it weekly, Jonathan. We're doing it weekly. Oh, are we doing weekly? We're doing oh. weekly because otherwise we'll just, we'll have just burned through all our material if we do it every day. <gasps> no. Oh, well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Yes, because we've got lots of other gorgeous ones. Yeah. We've also just received our um, box set of Tamana Born. Coming soon to a podcast player near yes. you. So, in the meantime, if you could, wherever you are listening to, give us five star reviews and thumbs up. And smash that like smash button. Smash that like button like you've never known it before. And uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Um, we do do the tweet along for Howard's Way at 8 pm every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every we are having Sunday. a brief pause in between series uh, for between series two and series three at the Easter break so we're having an Easter break um, so but anyway we uh, would like to thank you very much for listening I know it's probably a shorter episode this week because 
it was just wrapping up this episode. <laughs> yes. Next week's we've probably got a lot of humming. Yeah, it'll be a through. it'll be a three hour podcast. <laughs> no, yes, next, we, next it'll week. be very tired. It'll be powered by it'll be it'll be by powered Red by Bull. gin and wine. <laughs> we'll blether on. Anyway, so it's me, Jonathan, um, signing off. And it's me, Rob, just reminding you about um, hashtag Howard's Way on a Sunday at eight PM and saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.